Teaching in your 20s. Do I really know what I'm doing? Am I making a difference? How do I find the perfect work-life balance? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Teaching in Your 20s podcast. I am your host, Christina Himmelho. In today's episode, we are going to dive deep into the reality of being a teacher in your 20s, especially a first-year teacher. Teaching is one of the few professions where you're really thrown into the deep end right from the start. Yes, we do our short semester-long internship, but that experience may not even be transferable to the grade you end up teaching for your first year. Yet, as first-year teachers, we are entering the classroom expected to basically do the same thing as teachers with 20-plus years of experience. It makes your first year of teaching probably the hardest thing you will experience as you enter your teaching career. It's crazy when you really think about it because in other professions, it's so much more of a slow progression where you're climbing up the corporate ladder and gaining so much experience before you can even begin to do the same work as your boss. In teaching, your boss is your principal who may come into the classroom once or twice the entire year and you really don't have an experienced co-worker in the same setting as you my main point is that we are somewhat thrown into the fire upon graduating i think it's one of the key things that makes teaching so difficult your first couple of years i think about like corporate jobs and other friends that i have where their co-workers they're doing the exact same thing maybe working on the same projects But when you're teaching, you're alone in your classroom and you do have your grade level team with you. But on your day to day and every day in your classroom, you're basically on your own and you don't have somebody there to like be right with you as things are happening in real time. Now, this can vary a little bit if you're co-teaching one year or let's say you're lucky enough to have a mentor teacher as I had my first year. Um, But even then, my mentor teacher didn't come in every single day. It was maybe once a week, and she only saw a snippet of my classroom. So really, you're on your own. Along the topic of being alone and having so much expected out of you, I have a little story time. So at the very beginning of the year for our Meet the Teacher event, I was so extremely nervous that parents wouldn't take me seriously. This is something that I see all over social media that young teachers will talk about. Um, Just like funny things like, being the teacher in the classroom and somebody being like, oh, who's the teacher? And you're the teacher, even though you look so, so young. And I think of this even as like, if I'm out and people are like, oh, are you still in school? Like, what are you doing? When do you graduate? And I'm like, um, so I actually am fully a kindergarten teacher. Actually, this is so funny. (laughs) I always am mistaken for looking so much younger than I actually am. And the funniest story that I have recently happened to me, I was going to a movie. I know I'm getting off topic right now, but it's so funny. I was going to a movie with one of my friends and the person that was like checking and scanning our ticket, he was looking at me and he was kind of just like assessing me. And I was like, what is going on? And finally he asks me, can I see your ID? And I my immediate response was, for what? We're going to see a movie. Why does this man need to see my ID? And he goes, oh, we have a curfew at 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. I can't remember for people under the age of like 17. And I just flat, I just started laughing. I was like, I'm so sorry. I fully am a kindergarten teacher. Like I am, I'm graduated. I have my master's degree. But anyways, I just thought that was the funniest thing, honestly, that has happened to me recently where people mistake me for looking so young, which granted, I do look pretty young, so I can't blame them. But back on the topic 
I've always looked super young and I knew that the parents of the kids that would be coming to be my students would probably be thinking, how is this teenager about to be in charge of the entire classroom and take care of my child? I was pleasantly surprised when the parents didn't even seem to question this. And actually, some of them seemed excited that I was a young teacher. I had parents like hugging me. They were like, you're going to be such an important part of my kid's life. This is so exciting. And I know that this isn't the case for everyone. And I've seen things go around social media where teachers will say that parents don't take them seriously. And Honestly, I feel like I functioned on the fake it till you make it mentality and it seemed to work out well for me. I really believe that if you see yourself as someone to be taken seriously, who is knowledgeable and capable and you show up prepared and you have that energy that you are like the boss because you are the boss of your classroom, it will translate into how you present yourself and speak with parents. So on those days where you may not feel as qualified or you feel like you just look so young and you shouldn't be there, just fake it till you make it. One of those days that really, really gave me an aha moment where I stopped and truly thought about how insane all of this actually was being a young teacher in my 20s was on a parent-teacher conference day. I had been conducting these conferences all afternoon past school hours and no we don't get paid overtime and as I was updating a parent about their child's progress in my class I was basically being asked to give some parenting advice and I did the best that I could based on the knowledge that I have about child development and teaching but it really shocked me to the core to be a 23 year old girl I really I just feel like a 23 year old girl and I was put in you know the position to give an adult someone older than me advice about how to raise their child and here I was trying to focus on gathering data concerning academic progress differentiating my instruction to meet every child's needs and on top of that, trying to help parents with their children outside of the classroom. I really remember thinking to myself, I'm just a 23-year-old girl. I'm trying to figure out my own life, and I'm also responsible for 20 little humans and making sure I'm helping shape them into good human beings. It's a huge responsibility, and I felt almost unqualified to be giving out this advice Especially being a first-year teacher, I don't really have any experience to draw on from this. I've never raised a child before. I'm a recent college graduate, and I'm just trying to figure out my own life path and happiness. If you guys have felt like this before, just know that it is so normal and you do not need to have everything figured out. It might seem crazy to hear a parent ask you for advice about their child and things that they should be doing at home. But when you think about it, contrary to what you may believe about yourself, you are qualified to be giving this advice. You are the person that is spending your entire day with their kid. You're the one that has all of these great observations about them, about their behavior, I mean socially as well as academically. And just because you haven't had a child yourself, it doesn't mean that you can't give out professional research-backed recommendations to a parent. And the professional research-backed recommendations are all of those things that we learned as we were taking like child development and classes in college. So we are qualified. And if you're being asked something that doesn't involve their child's academic or social behavior patterns and progress in your class, it is so okay to say that you do not know the answer to this question. I think it's so much better to be honest and say, you don't know, basically, 
instead of trying to make something up because I think it's so obvious when you're making something up and you don't know what you're talking about. And one of the ways that I would word that to parents instead of saying, I don't know, because you might not want to say those exact words, you could tell them that you aren't super familiar with that and that you would be happy to get back with them about that topic. And in the meantime, you can go next door to ask a more experienced teacher what they would do in that situation. You can do some more research on your own. You can go to some higher up people to ask them what you should say because this is a learning experience for you. This is the first time that we're being put in these situations. And so it's normal that we're going to need help. But when it comes down to it, we are a lot more qualified than we may feel as young teachers. So just be confident and be honest. Honesty is always the best policy. A lot of the time, you'll feel like you have no idea what you're doing as a young teacher with very little experience. That's just the hard truth about being a teacher in your 20s. And I definitely felt that way a lot. There's so much demanded and expected from you, and it can be extremely overwhelming and stressful at times, especially when sometimes you feel like you don't even have a clue as to where to start. That was me my first time setting up my classroom. I have a couple videos actually uploaded on my YouTube channel that documented what I'm about to tell you in real time. So after you listen to this podcast episode, definitely go watch those because they're pretty funny now that I look back on it. When I was going to set up my classroom, I was in super high stress mode. I felt like I didn't have enough time. I had no idea what the best way was to set up the classroom. Like even things like where do I put these chairs? Where do I put the table? I just was so overwhelmed between all the meetings, needing to move furniture, preparing for meet the teacher, and planning for the first week, let alone the first day of school. My mind was thinking of a million things at once, and I definitely had my breakdown at some point. My sister can vouch for this because I was living with her at the time and she definitely saw me go through those those breakdowns. I'll have her on my podcast at some point because she is actually studying to be a clinical psychologist and I leaned on her a lot throughout my experience as a first year teacher. So that will be coming up in a future episode. But when I was setting up my classroom, I had been told that I would be in a portable probably two weeks before starting school. And I was completely fine with that. I was going to set up that classroom, that portable on a Friday. And I spent a couple hours in my room, literally just staring at it, wondering where to start. Like I was just sitting there in disbelief that I actually had my own classroom and I couldn't even fathom like where do I even start. So that day I ended up just moving a couple of things into the classroom and then left because I knew I couldn't get anything done without a proper plan. It turns out that that Monday, as the whole weekend, I was trying to figure out like where I wanted things to go and, you know, just decor things and all the fun stuff. By that Monday... I was switched into a completely different classroom and that was like a couple of days before all of our meetings for pre-planning. Basically, it was very close to when we were going to have meet the teacher, which is when all the parents come in. So I was so stressed because I was looking around and everyone else's classroom was already set up and I was in a full-blown panic. Thankfully, my sister and my friend were able to help me out, and I still don't know how I managed to finish everything on time. I just had to start somewhere and keep doing little tasks until it was all done. 
I highly encourage you guys to recruit people you know to help you set up your classroom because it will be super overwhelming and especially people that know you really well. Like one of my best friends, she came down to Florida to help me set up my classroom. That's also in the YouTube video I was talking about earlier and it was just so helpful to have her there to like bring down my stress levels and make it more fun. As I started teaching and the first couple weeks went by, I realized that all I was doing was working and stressing about my lesson plans, stressing about meeting all the needs of my students. And on top of this, I had just moved into a new town. My apartment wasn't even completely set up and I was sitting there cutting laminating and printing things while feeling like I had zero social life. I literally want you to imagine me just like sitting next to my printer on the floor cutting things like a mad woman. I honestly probably looked like a crazy person and I wanted to be going out living my 20s to the fullest and meeting people but I was so overwhelmed with my first month of teaching and so incredibly exhausted that I didn't even have the desire to move let alone leave my apartment. And I was definitely experiencing some reverse culture shock because I had just come back from living in a huge international city in Spain and I found myself in a small town in Florida. I had a really difficult time making friends and I want to dedicate a whole episode to making friends as a young teacher. So I won't get too into it right now, but I was working with people who were a lot older than me and that were at such different stages in their life that I couldn't really relate to. I mean, my coworkers had been working at the same school for 20 plus years. They had kids that were getting close to my same age and they just weren't at the same point in life that I was. And trying to make friends outside of that was really difficult because I felt like everyone already had their established group of people and I was working in a college town. All of the PhD people had their friends. All of the medical people had their own friends and I just felt like I didn't really belong anywhere. And like I said earlier, the reverse culture shock of trying to go out and make friends like when you're just out at a restaurant or out walking in the city that wasn't something that I was able to do or willing to do just because it wasn't happening in this small town in Florida. So like I said, we'll definitely do a whole entire episode on this, but I wanted to add that in there too, that basically I had lost a sense of who I was outside of the classroom. And I think it is something really easy to fall into that a lot of teachers will be able to relate to, especially when you're in your 20s and you're just starting out in your career. It was really difficult at the beginning to kind of separate my work life and my teaching life because like I said, I was bringing home work. I I had to. I mean, I had to do that to survive and to be able to bring my kids the best learning opportunity that I could at the beginning of the year. Something that really helped me make that difference and I actually journaled about this one day and I was like, I really feel like I'm two different people and I just kind of had to realize that those two different people can exist at the same time. And so I could be like this work teacher self and Miss Himmelho and I could be Christina, this young girl in her 20s trying to figure out her life. Like those two things could exist at the same time and I could make time and I could make room for both of those people to exist. Teaching is obviously a huge part of who I am and what I do. It became really important for me to focus on who I was 
outside of teaching and make sure that that part of me was still thriving, alive, and well so that I could show up for my kids and be the best version of myself. I want to do a whole episode on this about how teaching feels like you're living a double life, so stay tuned for when I dedicate an entire episode to that, but it's really... We're out here living double lives like Hannah Montana. I don't know who else lives a double life. I hope some people can relate to that and I'm not the only one that's here like feeling like I live a double life and like you have to be so careful about what you share on social media because you're a teacher and you have your whole image as a teacher as like a pure adult who has their lives together. But it seems like underneath that whole facade, I don't have anything figured out. And sometimes it was hard to pretend like I did have everything figured out. Now, there were definitely days where I would come to school and something that I really, really, really tried to do as a teacher was be a human first for my students. Um, That's one of the best advice I feel like I would have to give to people about being a teacher is that you must show your students who you are as a person because if not, What reason do they have to trust you if they don't even see you as a regular human being that makes mistakes, that has bad days, that has good days? And so I am not sure I buy into the whole, I feel like in college, I was told leave everything at the door and come in and show up for your students. But I feel like that's not reality and that's not real life. And so I don't buy into that whole scheme of leave everything at the front door. Now, I know that and I do believe that there are certain times when you need to make sure that you are the adult and that you're there for your students, but I think that it is invaluable when you show your students who you are, when you tell them, oh my goodness, I made a mistake, you're creating a culture where it's okay to be a human. If you don't show up as a human, how are you going to create a culture that allows these students to feel like they're in a safe learning environment where they're free to make mistakes, they're free to show up and not feel good? They're free to say, hey, I'm so tired today. I would say that. I would tell my students, especially like if I was sick or something, I would tell them in our morning meeting, I would say, hey guys, you know, Miss Himmelho isn't feeling her best today. I think I'm a little bit sick. So just so you guys know, like it's okay to feel sick sometimes. I think that is so, so, so important to do as a teacher and just show parts of your personality to your students. Show them who you are. Obviously, there are boundaries with this, which I'm not going to get into right now because I feel like it's pretty obvious. Yeah, basically, that's the point that I wanted to make is that you need to show yourself as a human to your students first and foremost before anything and just to gain their trust and be a person that they can come to because they know that you're not perfect. The point is to be learning the entire time and be open to new opportunities, open to learning something new. Those are the types of students that I want to be helping. Those are the types of people that I want to be creating, not these perfect robots that can answer standardized tests in five minutes. That's not that's not the purpose. That's not why I got into teaching, and I'm sure that's not the reason you got into teaching either. And the point of me sharing all of this is just to say that it is okay if you're overwhelmed and it is okay to be at a point in teaching where you feel lost. I was there and I'm sure a lot of other teachers have been there too. I mean, I was spending my Friday afternoons, my weekends, just preparing stuff for my classroom because those first couple of weeks, I felt like I was just treading water and just trying to survive. And I want to normalize this, but at the same time, point out that it's not the way that it should be. We shouldn't have to, as first year teachers, feel like we're drowning 
and figuring it out all on our own. This episode was not so much about giving advice, but more just a place to share my side of the story in hopes that you can relate and it makes you feel a bit better. I definitely will be doing episodes about advice I have for overcoming these feelings, but I hope you were able to find some sense of comfort in this episode, knowing that you're not alone trying to navigate your 20s while being a teacher. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode and make sure to connect with me on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, all under the handle at Christina Himmelho. And I will be talking to you guys in next week's episode of Teaching in Your 20s.